0: leaked emails shed light on facebook's data sharing practices and youtube gets autoplay videos on the home tab it's monday december 10th 2018 that's what's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 344 of brave ad world new consumers new media new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 344 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of braveadworld.com, which combines actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or as close to it as I can, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wiggert, and overall, it was a pretty quiet week, not a ton of stories, but man, <laughs> the main story to talk about, uh, it's a big one. So, Without further ado, let's just get into the headlines and talk about that big story. So this week, a British lawmaker released close to 200 pages of Facebook documents. So this is a leak on Facebook's data sharing practices. So these 200 pages were primarily made up of emails that offer at least a glimpse into the inner workings and practices of Facebook Leadership, including Mark Zuckerberg. So the documents they were obtained from a developer who was actually suing Facebook at this time. So it's it's kind of important, at least to note where these documents are coming from and be aware that the person who actually leaked these documents or had these documents and handed them over, they kind of have a, a dog in this a dog in this fight, so to speak. So let's talk about them. The most telling emails are actually around Facebook's data practices and how Facebook would provide special access to some like Netflix and especially those with the most money to spend, like the Royal Bank of Canada. It would then restrict access to competitors and those who couldn't directly benefit Facebook. So data access was really a calculation of how it would benefit Facebook, both from a monetary and data collection perspective. In short, like Facebook was all about reciprocal reciprocity when it came to how they were going to share their data. The release of the emails came with the allegation that Facebook was providing uneven access to its own data by allowing some to leverage the data at exclusive levels, but on the other end, Facebook would cut off access to apps like Twitter-owned Vine. Vine has since been shut down, but at launch, it notably had its access to Facebook, the ability to find your friends on Facebook, to follow them on Vine, Facebook cut that off emails from Zuckerberg they also speculate charging app developers for data or making them buy Facebook ads in order to leverage the data we also found out that Facebook was using data from Onavo a VPN Facebook eventually acquired to determine just how much traffic and usage competitor apps were getting and the data that the, the data that Facebook got from Onavo Onavo was actually used to Determine how whether or not Facebook should purchase Snapchat, which it put in an offer on Snapchat. And it actually led Facebook to eventually acquire WhatsApp for $19 billion. So Facebook defended itself in a statement saying the documents, they're quote, only part of the story, and are presented in a way that is very misleading without additional context, unquote. Facebook also definitively stated, quote, we've never sold people's data, unquote. Instead, it argues it was selling access to the platform, which Facebook argues is different from selling people's data. So, you know, emails are sent by companies all the time with speculation, with ideas, and Facebook claims that the, the idea that Facebook was using data as both a carrot and a stick, it's just one side of the story. And, you know, maybe that's true, but this is just the latest development in a long list of things that have come to light in regards to Facebook's business and user data practices in the past year. Much of the concern around this is Facebook's size. The platform is so dominant that it's able to wield its data prowess to determine Winners and losers in the marketplace thanks to its most important asset, data, and any company would put its most prized asset to work to benefit it. After all, if you you don't pay for a service, you're the product, and Facebook has plenty of users that serve as products that Facebook can and has leverage. The question now is whether or not Facebook has too much power, because it's clearly shown that it's not going to hesitate to use it all right, let's talk about our next story a little bit lighter. uh, This is about YouTube. So so YouTube rolled out autoplay videos on its mobile home tab. The videos start playing with the sound off as part of an effort to give users a preview of the content to decide if they want to watch it or not. Now the feature can be turned off, but is now on by default. The videos work by briefly showing a thumbnail before starting. So you're still going to need a YouTube thumbnail for all of your videos. And because the videos autoplay without sound, content with captions, that's only going to grow in importance. This isn't the first time that YouTube's had autoplay video. It actually started out on YouTube Premium for Android users, but now it's going to be rolling out more fully to more users. So there's so much riding for these platforms on video engagement. They want users watching and they want to pull them in quickly. So from that perspective, Autoplay video makes a lot of sense. What will be interesting is users' reaction to such an effort, which may come across as maybe a little intrusive. That being said, you know, autoplay video, it's pretty commonplace across the web now. So this may not be as much of a gamble for YouTube as it seems initially. All right, that is it for the week's main stories. Now I'm going to dive into quite a list of news quick hits of other things that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. So, Facebook Watch, it's making a nostalgia play. Now it's streaming every episode of shows including Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, and Firefly for free thanks to a licensing deal with 20th Century Fox Television. Each show has its own page, and Facebook's actually hoping series fans are going to flock to the platform to experience these shows in a more social environment, using Facebook Watch Party and in turn upping the watch time on Facebook Watch. Amazon, they are testing their cashierless checkout tech on stores beyond their own pilots. So Amazon wants to see the technology incorporated in more brick and mortar retailers across the country. So currently the technology, like I said, it's only available in a handful of convenience store-like formats, and they allow customers to pick up items and leave without interacting with a cashier. Well, now, now the tech has been improved for larger stores with higher ceilings, Stores that are able to carry a much larger inventory. They are simply, uh, users are simply charged based off of a system of in store cameras. So, the first store to receive the tech as Amazon looks to expand, it's probably going to be Amazon owned Whole Foods. But it'll be interesting to see if Amazon sells this technology to other retailers, in, which means getting their technology in the stores of competitors. Tumblr is removing all adult content from its website starting December 17th. It's also at at that point that it's going to ban any such content from being added to the website. Now, Tumblr has quite a challenge ahead of it because it's become one of the main places artists have gone to share more adult-themed work, as every other platform has banned such content. But Tumblr really has no choice because its iOS app was removed from the App Store because of such content. So, If Tumblr wants the audience, it's going to need to comply with those guidelines. Google is working to shrug off some critiques that are from the larger internet community that AMP, or Accelerated Mobile Pages, is a veiled way for Google to gain greater control over the internet by launching a new open governance model for AMP. This model will include an advisory committee and a technical steering committee that will be made up of multiple tech and media companies. Each of these companies is at least said to be involved in helping to decide the future of AMP. The New York Times has announced that it is working to create personalized feeds for users to keep them engaged in coming back to the website. The goal is to increase engagement on the site by making visiting the New York Times a daily habit. Personalization, it's one approach to that. Facebook is now letting users share collections of content they found on Facebook with individuals or groups on the platform. These collections, they're not the same as Facebook's collection ad format, which that's for brands. These collections, they allow everyday users to save and organize content they found across Facebook. But now, just in time for the holidays, that content can be shared with those users who are those users who are with other users that people are closest with in an effort to maybe spark some holiday gift-giving ideas. It could also be used, as Facebook points out, to collect ideas of holiday recipes or things to include in a holiday party. Google, they have removed Cheetah Mobile and Kika Tech apps from the Play Store after an internal investigation found both apps had backdoors to commit ad fraud. Cheetah and Kika, they are two of China's biggest app developers. They have hundreds of millions of users, and they have a chance to appeal the final decision. But this is a pretty big deal for those huge app players to be pulled from the Google Play Store. Facebook has expanded its Level Up Video Game Content Creators program to now support 30 countries. The program allows content creators to apply to access a feature called Facebook Stars, which they can then use to earn money from viewers while they're streaming. A Google training program led to an employee accidentally turning ads on a lot of publishers' websites into 300 by 250 ad units that were nothing but yellow boxes. Bright yellow boxes on these publisher websites. Google has apologized for the mistake and will honor payments to publishers while implementing safeguards to prevent the issue from happening again. And lastly, Google is shutting down the messaging app Allo. It launched in 2016. Instead, Google is emphasizing Android messages. The shutdown stems from a desire from Google to focus on where it has momentum. All right, that's it for episode 344 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I always love hearing from you. Send questions, comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. Rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think, and it helps others find the podcast. And I can be found on Twitter at TWickert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also check out braveadworld.com, where I occasionally share my personal thoughts and insight on marketing. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.